This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I am sorry. Are you okay? podcast is intended for mature audiences. The views and opinions expressed are those of the panelists and do not reflect in any way those of the podcast partners, sponsors, or affiliates. Enjoy. Hi, this is Michael Buffer, and you're listening to the voice of the people. Let's get ready for Boxing Voice. Every day I'm hustling, 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 hustling. Every day I'm hustling, 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 every day I'm every day I'm every day I'm hustling. Hi, this is Michael Buffer and you're listening to the voice of the people. Let's get ready. Boxingvoice.com What broke him down? Was it just the body punches? I was getting the body punches and I heard him crying in there. to another edition of the Boxing Voice Radio. This is your 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time episode, and we're here to discuss 
the heavyweight showdown. It's going to be a triple header of heavyweights. We got Jared Anderson back in action, and that's what we're going to be discussing today here on TBV, the voice of the people. There is no equal. I'm looking for your predictions. Hopefully, you want to tell us who you got in the heavyweight fight, and if you want to give us your predictions for the undercards, you can do that as well. I'll give you everyone who's going to be on the undercard their records and all that good information that you need. We'll preview and predict, and we'll be on our way. Remember, there's a lot of boxing this week, and we did previews and predictions for Alexander Usyk and Daniel Dubois yesterday, which is another heavyweight affair that ESPN Plus and Top Rank will be streaming for us U.S. boxing fans. Right alongside this one with Jared Anderson, the return of Jared Anderson, the real big baby. So if this is what you want to listen to, this is something you want to partake in, head on over here to The Boxing Voice over on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash The Boxing Voice. Hit that thumbs up. If you want to voice your opinion, join us on Twitter. If you're already on Twitter, go ahead and retweet the space so we get some other callers. Maybe you're just a listener. But you know, ain't no show without you. So if if, if everyone's just listening, we're giving the information and we're out of here. And um, yeah. Don't forget, we're trying to get to that goal of a million subscribers. So if you haven't already subscribed to the YouTube channel, that's something that we definitely appreciate and would want you to do. We're dangerously close to 180,000 subscribers, but we're still hunting for that milli. So let's see here. We, um, we got to bring up today's card or rather should I say this weekend's card and we're gonna have big baby Miller wrong Miller wrong baby wrong baby that's the wrong one we're talking Jared the real big baby Anderson he's the fighting pride of Toledo Ohio and he will take on the Ukrainian contender Andriy Rudinenko uh, Anderson is 15-0 and 0 with 15 KOs, and he debuted in 2019. He's been on top rank doing his thing, and uh, we've been loving not only his fighting style, but his ring walks and his ring attire. Salute to Jared Anderson that's definitely made an impact in that short amount of time that he's been pro. Um, Rudinenko is 39 years old. With more than 16 years of pro experience, his better years have obviously been before him. A long time ago, he was 24-0 before he lost to Lucas Brown, who obviously is a common opponent with a lot of top heavyweights. He also suffered a loss at the hands of Huey Fury in recent years, but he provides a good test for guys like Jared Anderson. Uh, so we'll see how... Anderson gets rid of Rudinenko and how long Rudinenko can stick around. Again, 35 wins, 6 losses, 21 wins coming by knockout. In your co-feature, you got the heavy-hitting Nigerian contender F.A. El Jefe Ajagba. He'll be taking on the Kazakh Southpaw 
in Zan Kuzabowski. I don't know how Kuzabowski has even gotten here. I was at the WBC convention where Don House debated with Mauricio and 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 damn right pled not to let this guy jump Oto Valin in the rankings. That didn't fly. It didn't matter. He did jump Oto. He was scheduled for a fight with uh, Anderson, suffered an injury. Now he's back to face F.A. El Jefe. We'll see how that one plays out. Kuzabuski obviously is a puncher himself with 19 wins, 18 of those by knockout. Ajagba, we know he's a puncher, so this should be good. Now, heavy rumors that top rank is going to cut a lot of fighters, so I don't know. These fights might end up being you know, do or dies. You know, there's rumors out here that they're going to cut about 20 of these guys. I don't know why. I don't know who. You know, um, something about they ain't moving the needle. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, also, on that undercard, we'll have Bruce Carrington. He's going to be taking on Angel Antonia Contreras. You'll have another heavyweight in Jeremiah Milton taking on Craig Lewis. Craig Lewis is a common opponent with, uh, not common opponent, but a, a sparring partner of Deontay Wilder. He also was knocked out. I think the first person to knock him out was Zhang, the Big Bang. Uh, but I'll double check that. But um, there, I think there's still one more heavyweight fight scheduled for this. And this is going to be an eight-rounder with Jeremiah Milton. And, yes, it was the Big Bang that knocked him out. That's uh, the only time he's been stopped. But, again, you know, Lewis is old. He isn't active or consistent. So, you know, it's not a bad fight for Milton, you know. He, um, he needs it. He needs some experience, and, and that's definitely what Craig is going to provide. But we also have Nico Ali Walsh versus Sana uh, Akel. I don't know who that is. We'll see how that works out. The return of Abdullah Mason as well. He's going to be taking on Cesar uh, Villarga, and then... No clue who, uh... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, Priceline. This other person is, and it looks like they took off the Nigerian heavyweight. That sucks. Let me see what this other guy's name was. Uh, no, I don't even have it up. Um, but it was like Ordinier or something like that. It was the Nigerian heavyweight he lost on PBC once. He's no longer on the lineup, and it was supposed to be a triple header of heavyweights. I mean, Milton. Didn't even make the televised portion. So, 
because Bruce Carrington took that spot. He's the feature spot. Then you got the co-feature. Milton was just under um, Bruce Carrington and, and right above Nico. But there are two other fights on here. Charlie Suarez taking on Johan Velasquez. And uh, I don't know who the hell this is. Alabacan. I don't even know. Whatever. We'll see him if he's worth remembering and learning how to pronounce his name. I guess we will. If you want to call in and give your prediction, you can. Um, big card. We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight fights on this fight card. Um, fight card should start at 6 p.m. Eastern, which is uh, 6.50 Eastern. 3.50 West Coast, and uh, the main event is 10.30 p.m. Eastern, which should be 7.30 West Coast. But I got some callers I'm going to go ahead and get out to you guys. Uh, I know this is some hardcore shit right here, so it's where we at. Remember to rate us five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to youtube.com slash the boxing voice for the latest and greatest interviews with your favorite fighters. Remember to rate us five stars on iTunes. Nino. What up? Yo, Ness, you can hear me? Perfect. Yeah, no, I just got on here. Um, ain't Jalalaw fighting this weekend? I'm going to check Dan's schedule because definitely on the ESPN press release, he's not he's not on there. Damn. All right. Well, uh, shit, man, about this Anderson fight, everybody pretty much know why he back in there so quick. They found some dude I ain't even never heard of. So I seen he ain't fought in a little minute. So uh, just a little showcase fight. Hopefully he go out there do what he's supposed to do. And, um, with the undercard shit, that's what I'm pretty much looking forward to. Some of the younger names on there, especially uh, Abdullah Mason, pretty high on him. Want to see what he do? Uh, Nico, I don't even, I'm off that train, bro. I never was too high on him, but after that last performance, I think they just using him for his name at this point. I think they're gonna move him real slow because that last fight was I don't know, I wasn't high on that shit. And uh, Carrington, I think they need to uh, move Carrington up a little bit more. Nothing too crazy. But I think they just been feeding him bombs at this point. But so they uh, do got Jalalov on 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 uh, Dan's schedule. He's the first fight under Charlie Suarez, but that's not on the official press release that went out today. So I don't know if uh, Bakadir Jalalov is gonna take on the Nigerian heavyweight that I was trying to say, which is Ordinier. I ain't gonna try to pronounce the last name. Yeah, I don't even know why he don't be getting no hype or nothing like, like shit. They be hyping up uh uh Jalalov. Well he just signed the top Talk rank. He was with he was with Lou DeBella. Lou DeBella got him to six and zero. plus took let him go back to the Olympics to get the gold. So, you know, he just ain't got no network, so he had to cut him loose and, and Jalalov signed the top rank. Yeah, I understood. understood. Lou, Lou lost but, uh, Conwell yeah, too, man. Lou lost Conwell too. Yeah, Lou. Yeah, I just seen that on uh, Instagram or whatever. I looked at dude on Instagram. Plus, uh, Hannah Gabriel's yeah. pop. Lou been having a horrible year, poor man. 
Yeah, he going through it. He going through it. Best shit it happens to the best of them. But, man, like I said, man, it's a hardcore show. It ain't too many people on here. Uh, like I said, bro, all these fights, shit, we know what's going to happen this weekend unless something crazy happens. So, shit, it's just a good weekend of boxing, man. Sit back, kick it. But that's all I got for you, Ness, man. Y'all hit that like and subscribe button. Good man, champ. Yeah, hopefully I can hit a parlay. There's a lot of little fights out there. Alan, what up? Trying to eat, even though I ate. Yo. Yo. DBB. What up? What up, man? What up? Hello. Hey, look, man. I'm going to be all over the place here today, man. But but um, I'm going to just get my prediction out real quick. Uh, I definitely got uh, Big uh, big Baby winning this. You know, he's in a position where he knows he can't lose because everything is on the line, you know? Everything matters. Every win matters. So he has to win and show us what he got to, to bring to the table, you know? He should knock this guy out quick. Don't, don't give no time to this guy, man. Just bring that mean self out and knock him out. <clears throat> and I was watching on uh, uh, it, the interview of Charlo. I think it was on, I don't know what channel, what podcast it was, man, but, man, uh, people got to put respect on Charlo, man. You know, they're talking hella shit about him. Like, he's not going to win at all, man. I think he is going to win, man. You can just see it right in his face. Like, he's not joking around, man. He he knows, like, he, he needs he needs this win to show to the people, like, that he is one of the greats, you know? I was going to say uh, one more thing about that, that, that I, I, I was seeing a lot of people saying that he's going to lose, and they don't give respect to him at all. At all. Because of uh, how he acts and stuff like that. But, man, hey, really, that's all I got, man. That's all I got. Just want to speak on that uh, Charlo part, man, really. Get, we need to get this Canelo out of here, man. He's cheating, man. Canelo, uh, Charlo ain't doing none of that, man. I, I got no respect for these cheaters no more, man. We we already know Canelo was on that clan butyrol, man. You know, that's not the right way to chase greatness, man. Charlo ain't got to do none of that. So I want Charlo to get this guy out of here. Get him out the sport already. Whoop his ass. Charlo all day, man. Let's go. All righty then. For those that don't know, um, Jim Lampley is going to be part of the pay-per-view.com broadcast team, but he would only be a host. He's not going to call the live play-by-play, so you won't get no bang, bang, bang. But if you miss the nostalgic voice of uh, Jim Lampley, buy the pay-per-view for Canelo and... Charlito on pay-per-view.com and not on Showtime or Paramount. Because Paramount and Showtime ain't giving you the playback anyway. And I hear pay-per-view.com does for a month. What up, though? Hawk, what's goody? Oh, yo, yo, what up, Ness? Yo, Ness. Hey, um, um, I was about to say, you know what I'm saying? It sounds like the show you said is, um, a jog bar and, um, Big Baby? Well, well, not a jog bar and Big Baby. I know they're not fighting each other, but they're on the same show. Yes. This is the same card? Oh, okay. So it sounds like a, um, Jay Prince card then, right? 
Uh, I, I mean, he's a heavyweight, that's all. Yeah, but I, I think Ajakba is with Prince. He didn't he lose to the uh, the, the boxer with um, Canelo? Frank Sanchez, yeah. I wanna, he lost yeah, to Sanchez. Yeah, I want to Yeah, I want to see how Ajakba um, 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 looked, you know, because he, he, you know, I want to see how he looked on this fight. I'm definitely going to get it. I want, is this pay-per-view or is it um, ESPN? Nah, this ESPN. This the Jared Anderson Big Baby oh. card. Oh, Big Baby Miller? No, Jared Anderson, Big Baby. Car. Oh, Big Baby. Okay. Okay, okay. Yeah, well, um, I also want to see uh, Jared because uh, I think he, he learned a lot in that last fight. He was a little a little uh, um, um, surprised by, um, uh, what's his name? Um, what's his name that he fought last? He did real good against him. The Prince, yeah, Prince. He fought the prince last, right? And he yes. gave him a good. They went twelve, huh? Yep, yep. Yeah, that was a good battle. But uh, I think uh, I want to watch Jared and I want to watch Jaguar because uh, Jaguar for me, I just want to see if he is he if he's still on point because he he just seemed like he he wasn't into he ain't been into his fights like you know what I mean he like he just seemed slow to me in his fights like lately so. But um, Jared, I want to see him because uh, in his last fight, he was a little over-anxious. I want to see if he slow down and, and take his man apart. I got him winning. I got him knocking the dude out. But I just hope he do it like more because he took a lot of shots. He could take a punch, but it was like unnecessary for me. I mean, how, how did you see that fight? Uh, I mean, I think that's why they're bringing him right back. You know what I mean? Um, to, uh -huh. to, 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 to keep him active and to work on some of the things that they seen in that f particular fight. I, I don't see any big deal. Uh, I feel like this is yeah. doing more harm than good uh, because he should blow this guy out. And it's basically a step back. So, you know, again, if he doesn't blow the guy out, he looks bad. If he does blow the guy out, he was supposed to. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, so so basically the same thing I'm looking for. Then his, his you know, they feel like it's your time. Or they want to see his work. But it's not your time. But uh, uh but Charles show. Martin was a step up. Obviously, he was a former world champ. You know, common opponent with AJ. You know, so that's a good thing. Uh, if you want to call in, now is the time to go ahead and raise your hand or request to speak. Hot box a minute. What up? Hey, yo, what's up with it, Nestor Gibbs? Can you hear me? Loud and clear. How are you? I'm doing well. Doing well. Hit that like button, TBV, the biggest, baddest podcast in all the land. Um, I figured I'd chime in since nobody else wanted to chime in. This is a showcase fight for Jared Anderson, your boy uh, Andre Rudenko. You know, the shortages, the deficiencies that we saw in that last fight against Charles Martin was, you know, Jared Anderson likes to keep his head on the center line and lean back, which doesn't really work well against longer guys with bigger reach. That won't be a problem against this guy. He's shorter than Jared Anderson. He has less reach. So what was it, less than a 50-day turnaround between his last fight and this one? He should get that dude, Andre Rodenko, out of there in like four to six rounds, I'm thinking, in, in vicious fashion. 
Uh, Rudenko has double the amounts of fights, but he does have some, you know, losses against some very tough dudes. Agit Kabayel, Alexander Povetkin, Big Bang Zhang, and whatever. But, yeah, this is definitely a showcase fight for Jared Anderson against a smaller guy with less reach. Um, the interesting fight, I think, is going to be the Kasabutsky fight with uh, F.A.S. Jagbe. Because Kasabutsky, he's, he's, a, he's a little smaller than, uh, than F.A.S. Jagbe, but he got a little bit of craft to his little southpaw Ukrainian style. So, or uh, wherever he's from. He's from where uh, uh, Triple G is from. But uh, that could be interesting. I think he's the betting favorite in that fight. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Bakudir Jalalov. That dude is a beast. He was uh, about time he got some shine on a big platform, like top rank. And you already know what all the prospects are going to do. Abdullah Mason's going to do his thing. Shushu Carrington, Nico Ali Walsh got to do something to gain some more public face after that draw in his last fight. But, yeah, that's my two cents. Hit that like button, TBV. Peace out, Ness. All right. Uh, let me see who we got here on our landline. Remember the number to call, 1425-569-5241. Press 1 one time to voice your opinion. We're looking for your predictions. We got Caleb in... Nope, that's not Caleb. This is a brand new caller. And uh, 972, who's this? What's going on, man? What's this up? Is, uh, this is Caleb. Oh, you got a new number. Yep. All right, all right. Talk to us. Uh, First of all, man, shout out to the Boxing Voice. Y'all are doing it big for boxing. Appreciate um, you. I'm excited for, like, it's good to see, like, um, Jared's staying active because his last fight, he showed a little bit of uh, vulnerability, vulnerability as far as, like, pulling it straight back, um, you know, not using enough head movement, not enough, uh, you know, some of the fundamentals, like pulling your hands back. So it's, it's good to see him staying active. Um, so it is more of a showcase fight. Um, but like I said, it's good to see him staying active. Uh, I really, I think the co-man is probably going to be more interesting. The Ajagba Kuzabuski? Yeah, Ajagba and Koso. That's going to be interesting. That's more like evenly matched, so I'm excited to see that one too. Um, but what, so I wanted to ask you, why do you think they're fighting in... Uh, Tulsa this time instead of Ohio again because it it seemed like the Ohio event was pretty successful right casino money okay got you Tulsa's okay. a casino so they, they you know they getting that that safety okay but appreciate you Ness appreciate you man thank you for rocking out Kella yes sir have a good one you too. Uh, let's see. No callers on Discord is over. See, this is what happens when you talk hardcore shows. People, oh, right, we got Al in the Bay. People rather talk them fantasy shows. See what I'm saying? Then they say I'm the casual. 
What up, Al? <laughs> yo, 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 what's up, what's up, man? Chilling. You know, I, I, I'm glad that, you know, they're bringing them back, you know, um, since that last fight, you know. I'm not... I'm not saying it wasn't a fan favorite fight, but you know he now he knew what he had to work on, you know. So you know that defense, you know, learn how to split that jab, you know, counter. I think I think you're gonna see a lot more of that in this fight. I'm not too worried about the knockout. Um, I really want I really want to see him see if he changed and learn how to split the jab just a little bit, you know, and counter. I think that's his next. Uh, his next adventure, and then you know, from there, you know, learn how to keep his feet moving. You know, um, I think I think he'll be dangerous if he learns how to, you know, box on his toes instead of just throwing power shots. You know, um, it's good to throw power shots, you know, and knock people out, but sometimes you can't knock everybody out, and I and he just he just you know kind of learned that, you know, he, he couldn't just knock everybody out. Now he's got to throw some more wrinkles in his game and really um, learn how to, I know, he learned how to, he already know how to box, but learn how to, like, box efficiently with his defense and learn how to counter more. And I think that's what you're going to see in this fight. I'm just, I'm just so happy to watch him, watch him fight, you know, just, just see the evolution. By the time he gets to the shot of his belt, man, he's gonna be a dangerous fighter. You know, he's a dangerous fighter now, but I mean, once he once he gets that real shot, it's gonna be over. He's taking over once he gets that belt. Yeah, that's my call. All right, all right, Al in the Bay. Appreciate you calling in. We got Ortiz. What up? What up, Tim? Oh, Ortiz, I'll be right back. That's my guest. Coach Larry Wade, how are you? What's going on? What's going on? You by yourself, I see. I'm by myself. Danny's in the gym. Got it. Got it. How can you are see you? me and can you hear me properly? Everything, everything is good. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you for having me. So how are you? Bro, busy. <laughs> I know. I know that's exactly busy, but... that's exactly why I wanted to get you on, man. You're working with just about everybody these days. It looks like you're the new and I don't I I, I don't want you to take any offense because I know he had a bad rap at one point in his career, but like you're the new Alex Ariza right now. You're like the go to strength and conditioning coach, no? <laughs> Well, you know what? I, I just take it day by day, and I'm grateful for everyone who trusts me in that journey because I never take it lightly. These guys put their life on the line every time they go in that ring. So I realize a lot of the major issues come from guys getting fatigued and making mistakes, and that's usually when they get hurt or bad, you know, rehydration after, you know, cutting weight. So I take those responsibilities very seriously. So for everyone who's ever you know acquired my services or asked me to be part of their team or their family or their journey i'm grateful for it because i know everything that's on the line every time they get in there so uh i want to take you back to 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 your start because you know i know that you had a track and field start 
and I don't want to mm-hmm. overstep and say your start was when I think it was. So when was your start in boxing? You know what? No, you know overstepping. If anything, you, I think you know my complete story. But I started here with uh, Sean Porter and, and Kenny Porter about a decade ago. And, um, you know, I saw Sean Porter working out at the track and along with Kenny Porter. And at the time, I had no idea who Sean Porter was. I had no idea who Kenny Porter was. As a matter of fact, I thought they, I thought Sean was a football player. And I had been working with many NFL guys up to that point and uh, introduced myself and found out that Sean was a boxer. And I gave my card to Kenny Porter. Um, probably two weeks later, he called me and asked me if I could take Sean through a workout. And can I get guys in shape? And I said, absolutely. That's exactly what I do. And so uh, we did a workout. Sean loved it. Kenny loved it. And then Kenny asked me to be part of a camp. At that time, I had no idea what a camp really consisted of. I just was like, uh, I want to help, but I don't want to take a chance on ruining this, this young man's opportunity. And he said, no, come to the gym every day for free. Listen, learn, pay attention. And you just do your strength work and your conditioning work. And I said, okay. So I went to the gym every day, probably around four hours a day, if not five, every day for free, just so I could learn. That's when I learned. That's when I met a young Devin Haney at that point. I think Devin was like, I want to say maybe 13, 14 years old at that time. And because uh, how old is Devin now? Like 23, 24? 24. 24. So he was 14 years old then. And I met a young Devin, Devin Haney at that time. And, uh, and, he was doing some spa work with Sean Porter at that time, doing the last couple of rounds just so that Sean could stay active. And I knew then he would be talented, but that's what my start really began. I was going to the gym every day. And since Sean, how many fighters have you worked with in total, regardless if you're still with them or not with them? Have you kept count? Oh, no, brother. You know what? I, I, I have that down on paper at, at my house. I don't keep it on top of my head. I do know that my winning percentage is like 88, 89% out of all the wins and losses of all the fights. And But I don't remember the, the exact number. I do know there's like 14 world titles and I have no idea how many championship or world title rounds I have underneath my belt. I would guess somewhere around 60 to maybe 80, just me guessing. I have no real idea of paying attention to it. But uh, I've been there for a while. I've been through a lot of different camps, a lot of different experiences for sure. And are you still working with Caleb Plant? I worked with Caleb for his last fight, um, and he uh, brought in another guy to work with him as well, and I worked with also uh, for that full camp. We have not talked about anything. Hmm. Dropped off. That was strange. Damn, how he just dropped like that? Hopefully he comes back. Must have got a call. That is Coach Larry Wade. Once again, for any Patreon or, or, or YouTube member, head on over to our Patreon page. You'll find the respective post for Coach Larry Wade. And the same for YouTube members. is right there on our communities page. Larry, you're back. Yeah, we got you. I don't know. I don't know what happened, brother. I apologize. No worries. No worries. No, I worked with Caleb for his last fight. And uh, as of, as far as I know right now, we're still working together, but I have, have not started anything for the new possible fight he has in front of him. And I seen you on the track with Roley. Uh, I know there's a lot of rumors about Roley <laughs> having a fight. So how's that been going? Well, I just got back. I'm going to be very honest. I was gone for about 10 weeks. I was wow. in camp with Jake Paul 
in Puerto Rico. So I've been back now a total of two weeks. And so I haven't started really working with guys, you know, full blown as of yet. I need a little decompression time for myself. And on top of that, one week after I got home, I got COVID. So I was uh, in the bed for about a week. So I'm just now starting to move around. um, What the hell? Yeah, it's actually starting to get worse again, actually. But uh, I was in COVID for a week, and uh, I'm just now starting to move around again. So I haven't had a chance to really lock up with anyone after being gone for almost three months. And I guess technically it is three months. So uh, I'm going to follow up with guys this week and kind of see where we are moving forward. So I know Rebasi Ramirez old? has a fight coming up this fall. Say that again. The post you posted was old when you and him was on of the which track one? and you were saying something like you're very proud of this young man. We're, we're, we're rolling? Yeah. Yeah, it had to be old because I haven't seen Roley since uh, he won the title in uh, May. Whoa. Okay, so that must yeah. be something old you posted. Possibly. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah, that was of him walking. He was talking. Yeah, y'all was on the <laughs> yeah, track that was together. A, yeah, that was an old post that I didn't get a chance to put up. and Because uh, the kid is hilarious, man. If you get a chance to really be around him, first of all, he's really smart. I don't care what no one says. If you really stay around the kid, you realize he's, he's almost genius. He's so smart. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's also a lot of fun. So how was your time in Puerto Rico with Jake? It was great. Listen, man, um, I didn't know what to expect, but I but I flew out to see Jake in April, actually, for kind of like a, just a fill-out period to see if we can both mesh well together. And I didn't know what to expect. It was my first time meeting him. The only thing I really knew is what I saw on social media. And so when I got there, I realized this kid is a real professional about what he does. He he doesn't play in the gym. From the time that he walks in the gym, he sits down. He puts on his shoes. He's saying hello to everybody while he's putting his shoes on. He's rapping. He's starting to warm up, and he's straight to the work. And when the work is over, he ain't in there just spending all day and playing. He's getting, he getting this recovery stuff in line, getting ready to go home and eat so he can do whatever he needs to do you know, in the next training session. He's a true professional. But I didn't know what to expect, but what made me really want to – work with Jake was Jake said a couple of things to me that really stood out to me. He said, first thing, coach, don't ever lie to me about where I'm at. Don't lie to me. Just tell me the truth. If I'm ready, I'm ready. If I'm not, I'm not. I don't, I don't want to be told that I'm ready if I ain't ready. I don't want to be, you know, blowing my head up. Tell me the truth. And I respect that. I said, well, Jake, my reputation on the line as well. So I'm not going to ever tell you anything that's not the facts about where you're at. First thing. And then the second thing he said to me, he said, coach, I want to be a world champion. And I took a step back, brother. I'm not going to lie. You know, I've been in this game at a high level for a long time. So I took a step back to be like, did this, did this kid just say he want to be a world champion? And then I said to myself, why not? Why can't he? Who am I to t- say or who is anyone in, in a position to tell him what he can and cannot do? And that made me excited because, okay, let me go against the odds. Let me help this young man get to where he say he wants to be. And if I'm as good as I want to be and, and pretend to be, then I'll be able to help this young man get to where he wants to go if he's willing to commit and put in the work. And I see. Mm, why he keep dropping off like that? I ain't getting that. And we know that ain't never happened. So that got to be a, a Larry Wade thing. But he'll be jumping back on probably, hopefully. 
Now I was getting deep into that Jake Paul story. Coach, don't go go for oh. it, man. I don't know what's going on. That's never happened. Me either. Let's, keep, let's just keep it moving. Yeah, so so he, he he I never worked with another young man who has, you know, come into the sport the way he's coming to the sport. He didn't have a long amateur, you know, career. But when I tell you the young man works his ass off and doesn't complain and does everything I ask him to do to the best of his ability, man, I have no complaints with Jake Paul and his work ethic and his commitment to the sport. He was not playing with this thing. He committed like any other world champion did. And and I I be I would dare anyone to challenge that at any point because he definitely did that. He come he worked just as hard, if not harder, than a lot of the guys I've worked with in the past. Mm. That's impressive. He's to, he's serious. He's listen. You know my workouts are not easy. You've heard about them. I tried to take you through them. No <laughs> one's ever said to you, "Oh, yeah, that easy work." You know, and that young man put in the work and he committed and did it all the workouts, bro, all of them. Mm. And did he? Did you? Watching his performance versus Diaz, uh, did you feel that everything worked out as it should? And I don't mean Absolutely, from the but performance you know. in the ring. I mean, you know, your department, strength and conditioning, him having the, the stamina for the, for the duration of the fight, him being explosive, you know, those things. I felt like he did everything he should have done to, to be at that point. You got to talk about development. Here's a guy who has like eight fights, and we're taking this young man from zero to eight to ten rounds. Most professionals who come from with a long amateur career are not running to fight ten-round fights in their seventh, eighth fight, right? So for him to go as far as he did in that short period of time and put in the work to get there and still bounce around in round ten and still be able to throw power punches, he did everything that needed to be done, and I, I commend him on that, and I can promise you it's only going to get better. Like I said, you name another world champion outside of just a couple maybe that have had to go 10 rounds in that seventh-day fight. They're not many, but he had to do it coming from not a not coming from a not a amateur background. That's huge. That's a huge testament to who he is mentally. This kid is strong mentally, man. You'd be surprised. No, nah, I mean, you. there's a lot of people that don't want to give him his credit, but uh, you can tell how – different and strong he is because i mean he was already rich let's be real he was, he was. already rich you know um he could have continued to make money uploading videos and collecting endorsements and doing all the other things he decided to get punched in the face and be a competitor and continue right. to do that even when people say that he's not good or that he won't be in so uh you can tell that you know he's willing himself to do this and more. Um, how far do you see him going? I know you said, who are you to say that he can or can't become world champ? But how far do you see him going? I mean, we're going to be honest about the sport. There's guys who made it to be world champions that we question now, like how they ever get this far. And I know for a fact that be with that being said, even though this is a sport, it's also a form of entertainment. I feel like he has every opportunity and every chance to become a world champion like anyone else. And I want to be able to help him get there. I think he has more of an opportunity because of uh, the, the, you know, obviously the, the, the finances that he brings to a fight, the eyeballs that he brings to a fight. So he'll get more opportunities than a dangerous opponent, you know? Well, let, well let's talk about the, the, the commitment to it, right? 
let's talk about that because this this young man he put real boxing trainers around him no fluff guys he had myself come in he had jelly on love come in he had uh, third chambers come in who all these guys come from the crunk system which is a very hard challenging system a lot of world champions came out of that he, he brought real top level guys in. he brought James Lockwood in, who's worked with all the top guys, even Devin Haney, you know, he, he as a nutritionist, he brought in the top guys in the sport. Oh, man. Why? Why? Is he on Wi-Fi? Like, I, I mean, come on. At this point, I don't have to say we've never had this happen. All right. One of us going to get tired. Coach, I don't know. Are you on Wi-Fi or is it is it cell? What what is it? No Wi-Fi. Over I don't know. I, I got full service over here though. I, I don't know. know. So I have full crazy. service. All my bars, five G. I'm sitting still. So it's unfortunate, but this, this this young man, he has put real top level guys around him. Like I said, Theodore Chambers from Crunk Gym System. You know, Jay Leon Love. He had Shane Mosley Senior come in. He had uh, James Lockwood come in. He had all top-level guys come in, and nobody was holding back on him. I can promise you, everybody was at his head, and he he toughed it out and he got it done. So I see nothing but bigger opportunities from him for him. And if you think about most amateurs that come from an amateur background to turn pro, they usually don't have that level of experience around them when they start their career. That's right. They usually they have to earn their way up and, and pay their way up and get enough money to get a top-level trainer. But he's been able to get a lot of top-level guys around him and start to instill the mentality that's needed to get there. Nobody was holding back. So I was proud of the work he did, and I was proud of the team and what they did. And obviously you got Robice Ramirez. Uh, what, what What's next with him? Are you going to continue to work with him? And uh, what are you expecting? Absolutely. There, there's been some talk <laughs> of uh, a new way, a new way moving up and possibly challenging uh, some of these 26-pounders now that he's won some titles at 22. Obviously, they want him to fight uh, Tapales first and be undisputed, but it sounds like, you know, yeah. a few months from now, maybe a half a year from now, a potential fight with the champions at 26. And Robise being in-house with top rank makes sense. Well, let's just start with Tapales. Tapales is mine, too. So... He got to go through my oh, guy, wow, Tapalis, really? first. Yeah, I was I, I was training Tapalis for when he unified got the unified belt in uh, April eighth. Oh, I've wow. been in his camp. Shout so, out to you, coach. It's been about six world titles this year, bro. But uh, he he gonna have to go and go through that guy first, and and we're gonna start and start and stop with that one, right? Mm -hmm. As far as Robesi is concerned, you know, Robesi is a super talent. He's not normal. He is definitely a has a huge IQ in that ring. There aren't a lot of boxers like him, even in this game. I don't care what weight division. And he can just do things that other people can't do because of the vision he has. And not only just the vision, the boy can punch. He's smart. He's quick. He's explosive. He has all the skills necessary. And, and I really feel like he has an opportunity to unify 26. Now, if that other fight happens to come up at 26, say, a year, two years from now, he'll be right here waiting for him. He's, he's built like that. He has everything he needs. So that's Caleb, Robise, Jake, 
Broly. Okay, we got to start from the bottom. We're going to start from the bottom. But that way, Jay Bonilla at, one, at 115, right? Uh, we got, uh, let's see, we'll go 26. No, Marlon Topolis at 22. Um, at 26, Robesi Ramirez at 30. Pablo Vicente, who's ranked number two in the world. At uh, 30, at 40, Roley. At uh, 54, I just picked up uh, Gomez, who just lost his fight not too long ago. But um, And then at, uh, let's see, 60, Shane Mosley Jr. Wait, Yoel Vis Gomez. Yes, yes. I just picked him up. The kid's talented. He lost that fight, and I want to help him get back to the top. The kid can, he can thump. He just had a bad outing. And he's back uh, in Vegas training with Solace and me. So, Solace and I, should I say. And so, he's at 54. Um, let's see, 60. I got Shane Mosley Jr. at 68. I got um, Caleb. I have no one at 75. I have uh, three guys at Cruiser. Um, but, of course, Jake being one of them, Bobby Jack is always going to be my guy. Anytime. Why? Why? Why are they hating on this interview, bro? This has got to be a joke. Come on back, coach. Come on back. We was almost done. Actually, we didn't even get to the people's questions. Damn, that is so un, uh, it's corny. He probably tired. Like, man, I ain't coming back, man. Shit. Every time I say that, he jumped right on. You were saying three cruiserweights, Battle Jack is always going to hey. be your guy. Hey, I forgot one, too, a world champion, uh, uh, Kazuto Aoka at okay. 115. He won a world title against Franco this year as well. He's my guy as well. Um, yeah, Joe Joyce and so you still Tristan. Yes, yes, yes. For this rematch. Yes. Yes. So he's here in Vegas. Yep. Yes. So what can you do different? And, uh, because it, it, he, he, you know, he didn't seem to get tired. It was more about just no. one dude banged more, right? Well, there's a couple of things. One, uh, at the end of the day, he has to get it. He has to get out of the way of that left hand. That's first mm -hmm. thing. Second thing. Second thing is, I feel like we had some nutritional issues along the way that were actually brought up during camp, the last camp, and uh, I feel like we paid for it in a number of ways. And I think that the only way you become great at what you do is to be able to, for everyone to put the, their stuff on the line in an in a honesty standpoint and get to the truth of the matter and then actually fix those problems so you don't deal with that now. I can promise you the young man that you saw in there is going to be much bigger the night of this next fight. He's not going to be, well, I don't know how many stones they say in England, <laughs> but he ain't going to be 250, nothing. I can promise you that. So and you learn, you live and you learn. But, and, but you is know, that going to slow him down, though, Coach, now putting on weight? No. No, no, I don't feel like that's going to be a problem. I feel as if um, there comes a certain level of durability and a certain level of power that comes with size, especially in the heavyweight division, right? So if you got a guy who – just say you got a, a ball that's 30 pounds and you, and you throw it at 100 miles an hour, and then you get a ball 
that's 100 pounds and you throw it at 100 miles an hour, the impact is definitely going to be much larger and much harder at a 100-pound ball. So you got to get a guy, which he is, who's durable, strong, big, and he can bring the type of power with him every time he touches you. And I think that's really important. And I felt like it was really important for the last fight as well. And so, you know, everyone goes through that cycle. And as a team, you figured out what the problem is. And from a, from a boxing standpoint, from a nutritional standpoint, from a strength conditioning standpoint, and this camp has been a totally different camp. I got J, no, GP3000. What fighter have you worked with that you would say was your hardest worker? And which fighter was the best, like just pure talent? Oof. <sighs> I got to give the hardest worker uh, statement to Caleb Plant. Caleb works his ass off. He puts in a lot of work, and he makes sure that he does. He tries to go up and up and be above and beyond what's needed. So I would say Caleb works. He would definitely get the hardest worker. And um, but you know, there's some other guys that's close. You know, Badu Jack is right there. Uh, Sean Porter's right there, and uh, Jake Paul is right there. To be honest with you. But those guys have definitely put in – those guys work their ass off. But it would be Caleb. From a talent standpoint, Robesi Ramirez is special, bro. Mm. He is. Robesi's special. He's not like everybody else, bro. I don't care what no – y'all got to really get to see this young man. This young man is not like everybody else. I don't care what they say from a boxing standpoint. He could just do things and see things that I just don't see many people able to see and do. You know, so he has a gift – and not to say that my other athletes don't because they became world champions for a reason. But I knew two years ago that this kid was special, and I'm just grateful that I'm part of the team. James Valdez, San Antonio, Texas. Should Earl Spence jump right back into the rematch with Bud, or should he get a tune-up at 154 first? And do you think his mantra of no tune-ups backfired on him in their first fight by having 15 months to get in that ring, actually, with Crawford since his last fight. Holy shit. He dropped off again. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. He's coming back. You're going to leave his name on the screen and everything. While we wait for him, go ahead and smash that thumbs up. Don't be a hater. There you go. You need me to repeat the question, Coach? Kicking me out because it keeps saying, thanks for joining. It kicks me off. But listen, to answer that question, I feel as if um, we don't know what happened in camps. Camps are very complicated. We don't know how Earl's camp went. We don't know if he, you know, had good sparring or whatever the case may be. But if I'm Earl, I'm not quick to jump back into that ring with Terrence Crawford. Terrence Crawford is a dog in there. And uh, he's going to come even harder the second time around. I feel like if I'm if I'm – Errol, I'm taking a little time off away from that, spend some time with my family, and then regroup with your coach, Derek James. I hate the way they just dog Derek James after this fight. And I really do, because just a year ago, we was talking about how amazing he is, and now he has a bad fight, and now he's not good. No, the guy's great. He had a bad fight. It didn't go the way he wanted. That doesn't determine him not being a good trainer. Derek, keep doing what you're doing. Um, I feel like the best way for er Errol Spence to, do, to get a tune-up at 154, yes, Get a fight, work on some of the things that may be pro maybe a problem, and then come back and you know fight for your title. That's what I feel like the best route is. All right, I have 
Optimus Prime, much respect to you, Coach. Which new fighter that you train stands out to you as a future champion? Jake. Oh, wow. Jake Paul. Yeah, because a lot of my guys been in the game, and they're good. And they've already established themselves as being already on their way up that ladder. Jake gets questioned every time he takes a step. <laughs> so for a guy who has seven, eight fights, and me to see his worth ethic, to see his commitment, to see his true athleticism, this guy is a real athlete. Do you understand? A real athlete. And so when you got a guy who has that level of athleticism, that level of dog and fight in him and commitment, it's hard to stop a guy like that from being successful. I think we just have to give him more time, keep the right kind of people around him, and then he has a great chance to be able to pull that off. So I would have to say him. Coach, that's all the questions, man. If you can, give out your social media and uh, direct the audience to where they can find you. We do appreciate you for putting up with the getting kicked out. I don't know what's going on. I would have rather came in and did the show. So next time, let me come in. I'd rather <laughs> do that. got it. Hey, so listen, you guys can follow me at Coach Larry Wade at every platform, Coach Larry Wade at, at uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, whatever there is, is Coach Larry Wade. And listen, thank all you guys for supporting boxing. Thank all you guys for supporting the boxing boy. Thank you guys for supporting me and these athletes because they really put a lot on the line. They sacrifice a lot with their families. And if you really understood how much they had to give up, you would definitely value what they do. Thank you guys so much because we understand without you, there's no us. So Keep being great. Keep being amazing. Keep pushing and let no one tell you what you can't acquire. Just keep on working at it. You got it. Let's go. Appreciate you. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Coach sir. Larry Wade. We're going out to Ortiz. What up? Ortiz. Yo, what's up? What's up, Ortiz? Get my soul. Yo, um, I've been on here a minute. Um, I haven't been. Uh, is Anderson fighting this week? Who? Jared? Anderson? Yeah. Yes, sir. Okay, I didn't know that. Uh, that was a quick turnaround. Um, I saw his last fight with Franklin. Um, uh, I didn't think he looked too bad. Too you mean terrible. Martin. You mean Martin. Yeah, sorry, sorry, yeah, yeah, Martin. Anderson and Martin. Yeah, I saw the last fight. Um, I don't know who he's fighting. I never heard of this dude. Uh, is he good? Um, I don't know his record. Yeah, he's been in there with some other guys. He's 39, though. He's 39? Uh, do you know his record by chance? Is he a power puncher? Or... Um, I mean, it's a heavyweight. They're all power punches. Nah. Yo, can you hear me? I lost, I lost connection. I hear you. Yo, Ness. We hear you, brother. Te escuchamos. All right, Ortiz, you are in a... Yo, Ness. You are in a no, 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 no zone zone. We got uh, CYP $10. <laughs> Greatest guests ever. Salute to Coach Larry Wade. We appreciate him coming on. That is everybody. Catch me on the next one. Manana in the morning. Nest GTO, Instagram and Twitter. Peace.